This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 288. In today's episode, I want to talk about the next generation in tripod ball heads, and that is the platy ball. Now, before I get into some details on the platy ball, let's talk about Platypod the company first. So, a little bit of backstory with the Platypod story. The inspiration behind the original Platypod Pro, and if you remember, I've talked about Platypod on the show before, as has my guest Skip Cohen. The Platypod, and I own a couple of these, is a flat tripod. So the inspiration behind the original Platypod Pro happened when Larry, the CEO and inventor, had to make a choice between packing a lens or tripod on a hike through Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. The need for a steady shot forced his hand, and he begrudgingly chose the tripod. By the end of the hike, the extra weight made him feel like he needed both a chiropractor and a cardiologist. He searched for a light, small, and practical mini tripod for shooting in the field, but couldn't find anything able to support a DSLR camera that also had a heavy lens attached. Now, after several jury rigging attempts at attaching a tripod head to a metal plate with stud adapters, the solution hit him, and he began manufacturing a simple, sturdy, and flat plate that could support even the heaviest of photo equipment. Thus, at four millimeters thick, the world's most compact mini tripod was born. Inspired by the duck-billed platypus, an animal with flat bill and broad feet, Platypods are designed with an unusual but highly ergonomic and elegant shape, perfectly balanced for DSLRs and lenses. Now, as you already know from previous episodes, I own two of the Platypod Max tripods, and I absolutely love them. I use them all the time. And because they are so light and durable, they allow me to get unique perspectives when shooting my abandoned building projects and other types of photography. Now, recently, the Max was replaced with the newly designed Platypod Extreme, which uh, has folding feet that you don't have to remove and reattach each time you want to use them. And it comes with a carrying pouch as well. And I went ahead and ordered one of those to add to my growing collection of Platypod devices. All right, but now let's get onto today's topic, which is the Platyball, a new and unique redesign of the tripod ball head. For this new ball head, Platypod wanted to come up with a design that's more intuitive and easier to use while giving the photographer more control over their total tripod shooting system. 
Now, as you probably already know, with most ball heads, including my Manfrotto BHQ2X Pros, the ball head's joint is at the top of the head under the tripod plate, with the base having the panning mechanism. For the platyball, platypod reversed things and moved the ball joint to the bottom with the panning mechanism moved to the very top under the camera's tripod base plate. What this does is gives you much more precise control over your camera movements when you need to pan with your camera. And with the controls laid out the way, that way you are, you can control the platyball with one hand and keep the other hand on your camera the entire time. Now, additionally, with the panning at the top, once you have your platyball level, you know it will stay level during the entire time you're panning. The platyball allows you to loosen and tighten the panning mechanism with one hand and pan your camera with the other. And if you need to lock things back down when the pan completes, you can tighten it back up with that same one-hand movement. Just twist one direction or the other clockwise or counterclockwise. But how do you control the swiveling ball joint itself? On most ball heads, you have knobs to tighten and loosen the joints, which when loose, allow your camera to move in nearly any direction and even move down into 90 degree angles next to the ball head on the tripod. But on the platyball, there are a pair of triggers on the front that lock and unlock or loosen the ball joint. Now, it seems a little bit odd at first, but once you get used to it, it can be extremely satisfying. To tighten the ball joint more and more, you just keep squeezing the lock trigger on top. And as you do, not only does the ball joint get tighter, but the trigger gets harder to squeeze. And the same with the bottom loosen trigger. Just keep squeezing it until it gets as loose as you need it. This method of locking down the ball joint gives you far more precision than using knobs on a conventional ball head. Additionally, only the really good quality ball heads like the BHQ2 from Manfrotto that I've been previously using actually tighten down properly. I've tested other ball heads over the years that were well built as far as material quality, but the tightening mechanism never actually locked the ball joint down, no matter how tight you adjusted the knobs. You would turn them as hard as you could and let go and your camera would still drift. And I know other photographers have run into this as well. So it's not just me. And that always just frustrated the crap out of me, just made me so angry to have a ball head that you'd tighten as far as you could and the whole assembly would just drift anyway. So it would just absolutely drive me crazy. Now, Platypod also uses an Arca-Swiss style of mounting plate on their ball heads, which is a plate system very popular with many photographers. It's not my favorite, as I do not consider it a true quick lock and release system in comparison to Manfrotto's PL200 plate system, which, although proprietary, is much faster and has a satisfying click sound when the plate locks tightly 
into the ball head. Now, the platyball does allow you to loosen and tighten the Arca Swiss mounting system again with one hand, which again makes it super easy to use while still maintaining a hand on the actual camera body for peace of mind. Now, there are two versions of the platyball, the Ergo and the Elite, and you can see a picture of each one in, in the show notes for today's episode. And there is, of course, a difference in price and abilities. The Ergo comes in a gunmetal gray and does all of the same basic functions as the Platyball Elite. Both units are made of high-quality aluminum and are very well built. And you can feel the build quality when you pick them up. The main difference between the Ergo and the Elite is the Elite is Ferrari red and has a built-in electronic leveling module on the back side of it. And I opted to buy the more expensive Elite, as I have always wanted a great quality ball head with a great leveling system. And Platypond is the only company to do it right. On all of my other ball heads, if they have a level built in, the level is always hidden once your camera is actually mounted on the ball head. So then the only option is to use a hot shoe bubble level on top of your camera. But then the problem with that is when you have your tripod set to the height you want for the shot, you oftentimes cannot see the level because it's up on the top of your camera. Now, the LD, LED leveling unit on the back of the Elite model uses a standard A23 battery to power it. And these batteries are readily available on the net and in some stores. And I recently picked up a 10-pack of spares for $7 on Amazon. Amazon, so I'll have plenty of, of to use in the future, so no worries there. Um, I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back and continuing on. The LED leveling unit on the back of the Elite model also has the ability to be adjusted as far as the brightness of the readout. So it has three different brightness levels and it has two little buttons on the LED unit that protrude out through the screen. The one on the left is the one that wakes up the display if it goes to sleep. And it will also force put it to sleep if you want it to. And then the one on the right is the one where you cycle through the three different brightness settings. And then if you press and hold it for six seconds, it will do a, a recalibrate of the level. So the A23 battery is inserted into a slot on the bottom side of the leveling module. And you can unscrew the cover uh, by placing the bat uh, to play, place the battery inside, you can use uh, uh, either a screwdriver or a quarter because it's a, a, a little uh, 
threaded cap that has a slot in the center so you can use a quarter to unscrew it out in the field which is extremely handy now when you put the battery in the negative or smooth end of the battery goes in first you want the tip uh facing downward towards the screw in cap so that the cap and the positive tip connect to each other um that you'll know you have it in the right way when you have the tip and the cap you know up against each other so that's all you have to keep in mind for that, of course. So as I said, again, you can take the, the cap, battery cap off and on in the field using a quarter if it's too tight to get loose with your fingers. Now, some reviewers have complained that the Platyball is expensive. And in, to an extent it is, but I disagree with them because when you consider the pricing of comparable ball heads from other high-end companies like Gitzo, Benro, and Manfrotto, the Platyball Ergo, to give you an example, the Ergo is $299, and the Platyball Elite is $385 on platypod.com. But I can tell you now that I have two of the Manfrotto BHQ2 X Pro ball heads, and those each set me back about $180 a piece when I bought them a few years ago. Now, I also have a Manfrotto 322 RC2 joystick-style ball head, and that one was about $300 when I bought that one uh, just a couple of years back. So, not a huge difference in price, especially with the, uh, with the joystick ball head in comparison to the Ergo, right about the exact same price, as a matter of fact. Now, and uh, the nice thing being that each of these Manfrotto ball heads do use the same PL200 plate. Now, this might not sound like uh, sound bad compared to the Platyball as far as pricing, but I have seen plenty of tripod heads from the big three uh, tripod ball head manufacturers that cost upwards of $600 plus. So by comparison, the Platyball is not that expensive. Sure, it's not super cheap, but it's also not cheaply made. And remember the old adage, you get what you pay for. If I am mounting thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in my photography or videography gear on a tripod, I want to know that the ball head holding my gear is not going to fail. And the Platyball, like my Manfrotto heads, is also rated for to handle 22 pounds of weight without any issues. So you can relax and shoot with confidence knowing that your camera gear is secure on your Platyball. And there's no difference in weight capabilities for either the Ergo or the Elite. They're both rated for 22 pounds. So, is the Platyball for you? Well, only you can decide that based on your needs and your wallet. But for me, it was a no-brainer. Sure, I will continue to use my other ball heads from time to time, even my pistol grip head. But the Platyball will most likely start seeing more work than the others, simply because when I'm shooting landscapes or for my abandoned building projects, I like to have my shots totally level. And the Platyball is what I'll be using to accomplish that quickly and easily in the field from now on. Now, if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel as I will be posting my video unboxing review of the Platyball Elite in the very near future. My recent videos on the Arsenal 2 Smart Camera Assistant have been very popular, 
And I want to thank all of you out there for your continued support, both here on the podcast and on the YouTube channel as well. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 288 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media and elsewhere, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. If you haven't already seen it, my most recent video is part two on the Arsenal 2 Smart Camera Assistant, where I did long exposure, daytime long exposure photography with the Arsenal 2 instead of using neutral density filters. And the results were fairly impressive. So if you haven't checked out that video, make sure to swing by the channel, subscribe and check that video out. Now, my next video is still going to be on the Arsenal 2. The next feature on that device that I'm going to try out is what they call crowd control, where the Arsenal 2 can supposedly allow you to take a picture of a screen, a scene, let's say street photography where there's people in the scene either standing still or walking around the scene like if you're at a museum or something like that and you can go ahead and take your shot and that the arsenal 2 will magically remove all of the people from the scene without jinking up the photos and i've got to see that in action i don't know <laughs> their deep color doesn't work too bad their long exposure without any filters works pretty decent let's see if the crowd control magic really can do the job. All right, I will see you all again on Sunday.